Good morning, and welcome again to Enjoy an Encounter with Our God. We will join with him this morning in learning about the power in his word. We'll read Isaiah 56 and hear what he would have us partner with him in prayer about. Our challenge this morning is to ask ourselves, whose voice do we hear speaking to us more, our voice or God's? Let's invite him to speak to our hearts. Father God, we exalt you and we magnify you. We thank you for being our God. We thank you that you are Lord over all this earth and there is none like as unto our God. We thank you for the words that you use to create this world, the words that you use to bring health and healing to soul, spirit, and physical bodies, to our friends, families, and world. We want to hear what you would say to us so we can partner with you and speak your words over our lives, families, and the nations. Amen. A few years ago, I did a 21-day brain detox at the same time as I was doing a cleanse to detox my body. Dr. Carolyn Leaf was teaching a cognitive brain therapy that spent 21 days walking us through a short video explaining how the process of changing our thinking affects our lives. I'm going to completely oversimplify this for the sake of time and my lack of knowledge regarding the technical terms. Basically, toxic, negative thoughts are like dead trees in our minds, and positive, good thoughts are like vibrant, healthy trees. She instructed that we focus on one specific toxic thought that we want to change, and that this would be the issue we would do for 21 days, but only one issue at a time. This was difficult for me since I tend to multitask even when I'm trying not to, and also because the issue I chose to focus on was something that had been disturbing me throughout my life. It was cynical thoughts and rebellious thoughts, but they were so closely linked that I actually couldn't differentiate, so I was hoping this detox was going to show me which it was. As I followed her regime every day, I noticed that the issue I thought I was dealing with wasn't the issue at all. After looking back on the things that I had journaled for the last 13 days, I realized the issue was actually about self-pity. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I kept thinking, how am I in my late 40s and I've never seen this before? What I attributed as one thing was actually something very different. That realization changed how I saw everything. It changed how I took in information, how I processed that information. And with the new understanding, I caught how I was talking to myself reasoning to myself, how I thought and I felt about things from day to day. My whole dialogue in my mind about my circumstances, so many things changed. How I talked started to change, how I interacted in certain ways changed, how I prayed changed, all because of one revelation. I realized how important it is that we see and understand things the way God sees them and understand those things so that we can process our circumstances rightly. When we process our circumstances rightly, the grip of them will be loosed and lightened in our minds, and then hearts, and consequently our every day. God had made this point to me years before, but now I even understood that teaching on a whole new level. Here's the revelation of what he spoke on seeing things the way he sees them, and how understanding his word 
over our life is a revelation of truth that when understood will change how we see things, think things, talk, and the way that we live our day-to-day life. I was folding laundry in my bedroom and complaining about a young girl that I would watch from time to time. She actually had the ability to make me cringe inside at the idea of babysitting. As I opened my mouth to vent my frustrations, I felt the Lord say, Be quiet. I reasoned that I really needed to get this off my chest. You will notice as we spend time together that reasoning with God is one of my spiritual strengths. The Lord responded with, No, you don't need to speak to anyone about this except me. Stop speaking out loud in negative ways about my daughter. Only speak what you would like released over her to bless and change her life as if she were your own child. I felt chastised and as though through God's few simple words, I now had a new understanding of what I thought I needed or what I justified as not really being the truth. Instead of calling her annoying and bratty, I began to declare that she had the mind and heart of God and the grace of God was upon her and all her relationships. I'd been hearing a lot about blessing and cursing, but this was taking it to a whole new level. Not even being allowed to complain in the privacy of my own room about a situation that was legitimately stressing me out, my dialogue was about to radically change. Suddenly I realized how many conversations were not pleasing to God. Not too many days later, a friend called and she was complaining about her daughter's friend. I challenged her with the same thing that God had challenged me with. If this was your daughter, how would you want someone to speak about and into her life? Suddenly I realized how many ways my speech did not agree with God. And then he made Isaiah 56, 3-8 really come alive. He instructs us, Do not let the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, The Lord will never let me be part of his people. And don't let the eunuch say, I am a dried up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says, I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give to them within the walls of my house a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name that I give is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. I will also bless the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord, who serve him and love his name who worship him and who do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest or hold fast to my covenant. I will bring to them my holy mountain in Jerusalem and fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices because my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For the sovereign Lord who brings back the outcasts of Israel says, I will bring others too besides my people Israel. I had to actually clarify this with God. But God, am I not denying the truth? I feel like I'm lying. Or at the very least denying reality if I just speak as if everything's gumdrops and rainbows. A foreigner being given a place of belonging is believable. And real. But a eunuch? They really are a dried up tree. And yet you're telling them not to view their reality as reality? His response to me was very clear. That's because you don't have my mind. You aren't seeing with my reality. You keep saying you want my heart and my understanding. You need to listen. 
be in my presence and get my mind and my heart about all things. He further revealed that he had made provision above the law of Moses. Deuteronomy 23 and 1 said, No one emasculated could enter the assembly of the Lord. But in this verse, he promises that he would give them the name within the walls of his house. I had to look up why he actually stressed that. Why not just give them a name? That in itself would be beautiful. But as always, God gives abundantly more than we could ask for. And when a name, which was one of the main purposes for having children to carry on the family name, when God provided above their inability and said it would be a name that was everlasting and would never disappear, but even more, that he would let them know it would be in his presence. We know that abiding in his presence is the most precious gift that one could ask for. So he made provision for all that they were previously cut off from. No pun intended since we're discussing eunuchs. This revelation changed many ways that I would see things and speak of things. I now had a new knowledge of how to partner with God. Let's pray and partner with him together right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this time. We love you. We welcome you. We want to pray and partner with you. Forgive us, Father, for so often looking at things from our hurt and frustration. We repent for our judgments, the judgments that we've spoken over our friends, families, and even ourselves. We repent for not heeding your word that tells us to speak blessing and not curses over those who persecute us. Forgive us for how selfish we are in our thinking and our prayers, and that we make so much about our time with you about us. Ephesians 5 and 10 instructs us to find out what pleases the Lord. We have your word today and we, you are telling us that it pleases you to call things what they are in your sight. It pleases you to put down how we are viewing our negative circumstances and ask you how you see things. To ask you to direct our thinking instead of focusing on self to make it about how we can invite you into our lives and families and neighborhoods and invite you to show us what you want to speak over ourselves, friends, families, neighbors. Tonight, as I tuck my granddaughter in and her heart was breaking because her friend was having other friends over but not her, my heart broke for her and you told me, teach her, show her how to invite me in. So we prayed and gave you her hurts and her anger we invited you to bless those that had hurt her, and in so doing, she would know that her Heavenly Father is saying, Wow, that's my daughter. I'm so proud of how she is handling this. Father, we want to hear you say, Wow, look at my children. Instead of looking at their pain, they are getting my heart and my mind, and they're speaking my life over theirs, their families, churches, and nations. We want to please you by partnering with you, God, in declaring your word over all these things and all the people that we're praying for. Romans 3 and 4 tells us that even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. As the scripture says about him, you will be proved right in what you say. So we declare, as your word tells us, to those who feel weak, we declare that we and they are strong. We realize, God, your ways are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts 
but we want your thoughts over ours. So we surrender our interpretations and our negative words that we would use and we'll still and quiet our hearts to hear what you would have to say about us, our families, our communities and governments. We cry out for righteousness and holiness, for justice and truth in all these things. We love you, God, and we magnify you above all. Thank you. Thank you for being our God, our Father, our Counselor, our Teacher, and all that we need to live a life of godliness and holiness. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining me and partnering together in prayer. I invite you to follow, enjoy, and encounter on Instagram. You can find the corresponding devotionals and scriptures on enjoyandencounter.com. If you're being blessed by our time together in prayer and devotionals, please share it with a friend. I look forward to getting together again next week to partner in prayer. May you be blessed with greater revelation of what God says over everything concerning you and His church.